Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Hey, what's packing, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons podcast, where today I watched Bucky O'Hare with Adam Carnival. Adam uses he, him pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. The full name of the show is Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars, based on the comic book property slash video game. I don't know which came first, actually. I would assume, I, I guess I always assume the comic book came first, but that just can't be true. But if I ever heard that something has a comic book, I kind of always assume it came first. Right. The comic book does have sort of like a 1970s quality to it. And you're like, oh, they yeah. made this right after Star Wars. They were like, what if we did Star Wars, but with stupid animals instead? What if Han Solo was a rabbit? Although it's not really, it feels like Bucky O'Hare himself is more of a Luke sort of character. I would say that Willie O. Malahan or whatever the fuck his name is, that obnoxious blonde kid was more of a Luke. He was just whiny and uh, becomes the main character of the story somehow. Yeah, <laughs> he does. It, it looks like the comic was created um, and originally ran between 1977 and 1978. So the same year as Star Wars, not necessarily like, hmm. Related. Created by comic book writer and comic book artist between 1977, debuted to the public in 1984. Did they create Bucky O'Hare and then premiere him seven years later? God, that that's 
That's very weird. They really Maybe, had to t- uh. take some time to work out the lore with this character, his expansive lore, which I'm sure in the comic book was much different. I don't know. The TV show feels like it's it's got like that problem with it's got that problem where there's obviously such a rich and de- deep world that the makers had that they want to show you. They just keep talking about the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's true. And and there's no at any point like plot progression. Mm, yeah. Like as the story goes on, I was kind of like, okay, I'll watch five episodes. And I watched five episodes and nothing really happened. And I was like, okay, I'll watch like episode I'll skip to the end. I'll watch the finale. And I did. Yeah. And it was just a normal episode like made for syndication. There was no it didn't feel like a series finale at all. Really? Yeah. And then I was like episode 9, it just feels like the same. Like you could just like play them all out of order and it doesn't really matter all that much. I, see, I, I felt like I got the opposite sort of impression. It felt like it was building to something for me, but like I understand what I actually understand your point of view as well. Because I'm sure if I came in at any random episode, I could just pick it up and then kind of understand what's happening. And I could watch any episode and then assume that that was the first episode. So I actually do get what you mean. But my biggest problem with this, like I was saying, is that there's so much that they want to tell, but they're just, they just take forever to say anything. It's true. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that these animals are so, like, fucking boring. Like, if the plot of the show is like, okay, it's kind of a space odyssey, it's like Star Wars, but it's animals, you've got, like, a rabbit, and then, like, a duck that's, like, Daffy Duck, but talks, like, a southern, I don't know, hillbilly, you've got, like, a sexy bunny, you've got a little blonde boy, and a monkey. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty great experience. That sounds like it'd be a really fun space adventure. Instead, like, every episode is just nothing. Like, these characters are so boring, I think is the problem. Mm. Like, Bucky himself, Bucky is supposed to be badass. Like, the show thinks that he's, like, real radical and really cool, and... Mm. He's like a a green rabbit with like a dork ass jumper, and he just sounds like a video game character. He sounds like he's trying to be cool. No, I I definitely agree with you there. Bucky O'Hare has some of that like classic. It it almost feels like Bucky O'Hare is an author insert character. Yeah, like, like the person writing the show is thinking to themselves as they're writing, "Man, Bucky O'Hare is so super cool," and. I can also do all of these things. Right. This is the ideal version of me, a four foot eight rabbit. Mm. But they've also got, it feels like a second author insert character with Willie, the kid who kind of gets dragged along on their adventures. Well, Willie is the POV character. He's the audience insert for all of us dumb, dumb little babies that can't keep up and need a a little boy there. Willie is interesting because it's that classic thing of like, okay, this kid is going to go on their adventures with them every week. For some reason, they keep him around. Like, Mm. I guess it's that he's a great engineer and he doesn't have any friends on Earth, so he wants to go with them. But it's kind of like, okay, this kid is in constant danger and his parents don't know where he is. He's being abducted by animals on a weekly basis. And there's always this constant threat of death over him. But it's kind of just like not it's just nullified because there's no way that he's ever going to get hurt. You know? Yeah. Like Willie is not concerned for his own life or well-being. No, he he, well, he's like six, so he doesn't really understand, (laughs) I guess. I mean, that's a little bit up in the air. We talked about his age because, like, his bullies seem like they're at least four years older than him. It's 
It's insane. It's insane. It feels like Willie is six. Yeah, and as you were saying, his bullies are like a 16. million years yeah. old or something comparatively. Yeah. yeah, I guess that maybe he's just like not very big and he's ready for a growth spurt any day now. Or I don't know. Maybe yeah. he skipped a couple grades. I don't know. He's obnoxious. He's just like a <laughs> like a super smart, super genius kid. His parents are weird to me because, like, the show is like, yes. look at his dumb parents. They care about the environment. They're hippies. What the hell? It was so insane. It's episode one, right? Where yeah. he's chatting with his mom and dad, and they're quite obviously disinterested in their son's life. Completely checked out. They're so high. It's so crazy that this show took such a hard anti-left stance. Well, I... I don't know if that's what it's doing exactly. Like the whole, it's, I guess it's supposed to be a joke that like, oh, his parents make tofu for dinner. He's a vegetarian. Ha ha. I guess. And then they're like going off to like some hippie festival or something and abandoning their son. But then the show itself tries to have like an environmental message almost in every episode. Kind of. I mean, there's an episode where like he goes to the beach or he goes, he goes to the, the zoo with a girl from his class and she's like, these koalas almost went extinct. And he's like, oh, that's weird. And then the episode is about him saving a, a species of space koalas from enslavement. And it's like, well, I don't know what you're trying to say here, really. I guess you're right. It's got a bit of a a weird tone. Yeah. It's not really sure what it wants to be about. I th- I've got so much to say about Willie specifically. He... I can tell that uh, watching this show now as a 29-year-old, 20, I, I don't know if I want to say the word necessarily adult, but a 29-year-old older than a child. Right, sure. Physically an adult. Yes. Physically, I have all the markers of adulthood. But yeah, I, I know that if I were watching this as a kid, I would have freaking loved this show. I would have absolutely imagined myself. I cannot describe how much younger me would have identified with Willie. That's so interesting to me because I just think that he's such like an annoying little wimpy dork and that the only interesting thing of the entire show is the theme song. Yes. Like the theme song in this show is something, but Willie is not great and Bucky's not great. And it seems like it would have been a great video game. I I absolutely agree. The opening theme song is I look forward to it every episode. Yeah, it definitely slaps. Um there's one line during the opening theme song. I'm going to look it up right now, but it's about it's like something about like Bucky's out there spitting bars or something like that. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know. I don't know in the intro song where they say that Bucky is spitting bars, but I'm excited to hear it. Bucky O'Hare, it's got like a really high octane energy to it that I I just really adore. Right. I, they quite clearly love it as well because they use the exact same song over the outro as well. So they've probably, maybe they paid a lot of money for that song and they're going to get as much out of it as possible. Right. Um, so they don't say that Bucky O'Hare is spitting bars, but they do call him Funky Fresh, which, um, (laughs) Bucky is not Funky Fresh. Bucky's not cool, and all of their attempts to make him cool just make him worse. He's too weirdly lumpy to be considered cool. He's got, like, a pear shape to him. Do you think that if he was jacked, he would have been cool? Like, if he, if they (laughs) showed you his rippling abs, you would have been like, 
That's a cool rat. Like, because rabbits are pretty lean generally. Like, they're not yeah. known to be unfit. I don't know if making him jacked would have made him cool for me. I'm just saying that he has the body shape of someone who in a cartoon would be coded as not cool. That's Does that true. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So the premise of the show, Bucky and all of his his multi... Basically, there's a coalition of all mammals and also birds, maybe? I was a little oh, bit confused about that. Well, because is a duck a mammal? I don't think oh, so. Oh, that's a good question. I don't think so either, no. Because they lay eggs. But there's a duck in his crew. Like, it's basically all mammals and all other non amphibian species against only the toads are we to to understand that there's like space snakes out there and they're fighting on the side of bucky o'hare and his buds yeah that is uh, or fighting against maybe because or or fighting for either side because we do get the one reptilian character what was it called sleazadile i think <laughs> something the one race of sleazadiles or something like that who he's kind of portrayed as like a bounty hunter but not a good bounty like a boba fett type bounty hunter right where he'll kind of work for anyone so long as the money's good yeah i mean the idea is that he'll kind of work for anybody as long as the money's good but he always works for the villains he never like bucky never has an idea where he's like hey give this guy buy him a fucking cheeseburger so he'll help us instead like <laughs> he he trades information with this guy and they're kind of just like "Ooh, you dastardly sleazeball that character kind of sucks too though the alligator <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he, he was a bit strange to me. In the episode where they introduce him, he, uh, yeah, he's stealing information from the good guys to sell to the bad guys. And Willie, they make a big plot point out of everyone thinks that some Monopoly money or something that Willie has is real money. And That's so, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. When we get to this point, the Sleazadile has the information and the good guys need to get the information. So Willie pulls out the Monopoly money and says, I'll give you these Willie bucks for that information. They make the trade. And then later on, the Sleazadile has betrayed them because he's made a copy of the information to also give to the bad guys. Right. And Willie gets so indignant at the Sleazadile and... Willie, you also were dishonest. Yeah. You gave him Monopoly money. <laughs> I guess that's the thing is that like for Willie to be this super genius that the show wants him to be, either the writers need to be really smart or they need to dumb down every other character. I don't know. I don't know why he is capable of fixing this ship at all. I, I, yeah, I guess they just established that you, you're absolutely right. To make a character smart, you either need to write them smart and be smart or make everyone else dumb. And one of those is the easier option. But yeah, yeah. so they um, they do establish in the first episode or whatever that Willie just knows mechanical stuff, I guess. And so he makes their engine or whatever the same sort of machine. And then they don't really, they don't really use that much first off. And then they don't really explain that much either. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the whole show is stupid and nothing really all that interesting happens in it, I guess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One weird thing about everything, like I sort of broached on it a minute ago with like talking about like it's, it's mammals versus toads. I guess that there's just like this inherent racism in the Anniverse. Just like if you see a toad, that's a bad guy. He's just like he's going to be horny, slimy, gross and evil, scummy. And if you see somebody who's not a toad, then they're inherently going to be a good guy. Like there's one mm. episode where there's like a walrus guy and he's on like the 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 council of animals, you know. Mm. And um he he is like betraying all of the mammal He's, he's like basically betraying Bucky's crew the entire episode. And you're like, wow, this guy is working with the toads, I guess. And then at the end of the episode, he like rips off his mask, his face, which he was a walrus. And he rips off his face <laughs> and there's a toad in there. And I was like, you know, a walrus can just be evil. Like he doesn't have to be a little toad inside of a walrus <laughs> to be evil. He can just be like a bad guy, you know? Yeah. They're, they're making the canon of this universe. They're allowed to have... So they're allowed to say, oh, if you're not a toad, you can still do bad things. Right. And it's like all that we see, the only villains that we see in the entire show are the toads and then Sleazadile. His name is like Sleazasaur or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. And it's like yeah. all of these crocodile races, they're all like scumbags and also broke and also bounty hunters that kill for money or something like that. Sometimes they're trying to say something and sometimes they're like, this is easy, let's do this. I mean, at what point are they trying to say something? I'd like you to back up that statement because I don't think this show has any sort of message except hippies are dumb and don't be vegan <laughs> or whatever. Well, I would agree with you that the show does try to take an environmental stance sometimes. Like the big enemy weapon or whatever that they worry about for like the first half of um, the show is the 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 climate converter or whatever it's called. Yeah. Which is like this machine. It comes and it ruins your climate. It terraforms planets to make them more swamp-like for frogs to take over. Mm. And they make a big deal out of that. Several times they're discussing how awful it is and how wrong and bad. And it just it seems like the the climate control thing is tied inextricably to the frogs, which are coded as evil. Right. And uh, 
I, I also, I noticed that there's that, like this through line through the show of the TV is bad and will rot your brain. They go into it a bunch with the toads who have like awful TV. Yeah, absolutely. They use it as torture literally in one episode for some creatures, which I thought was crazy that we got to see torture in this show. Yeah, I mean, I have an episode on in the background right now, and it's literally, as you're saying this, all of the main crew in episode seven is being brainwashed by the television, some movie they're watching. There's like a magical beam going into their heads to to brainwash them. I mean, it is interesting that like one of the first things we see in this entire show is one of the toad soldiers, just like a normal security guard, him and his buddy are like watching TV and getting horny for like the toad on screen. Like (gasps) one of the main defining factors of toad kind is that they're all horny and i'm like yeah don't if you do that they're gonna get too relatable like uh, the hero (laughs) should be horny there are definitely moments where you get a little bit of horny from the main heroes i feel like there's a weird sort of relationship between the the female on the ship the one girl they have on bucky's crew stock girl like the same girl that's in all of these shows yeah and Willie's character, which oh, the, the they they do they do some stuff with it in episode one and two, I think, like right at the beginning, and then it kind of gets left by the wayside. Which thank God because it made <laughs> me feel very uncomfortable. And then in uh, later on, they introduce a fox character that kind of like Bucky sees her and kind of likes her, and then she sees Bucky and kind of likes Bucky, and there's like a little. Ooh, do they like each other? Right. And then uh, Jenny sees them interact and she gets jealous. So oh. what's going on there? Great. That That's such a problem with these kinds of shows is that like the female character is never like, this is somebody that I could relate to. Not that anybody in this show really is. Like, I guess that they're yeah. all just terribly written in stock anyway. Mm. But like Jenny's whole entire character is like, she's sexy and she uses her feminine wiles and boobs to trick the toads and then when she tricks them she's like you idiot you horny idiot and that's it like she's just like makes people (laughs) horny and then is mad at them for being horny about her and i'm like why can't there be more to this character why can't she be anything other than horny for villains slash flirts with a nine-year-old they they have that little thing with her where they introduce it first in when they get captured and they're all in the God, this there's actually two types of torture I just realized. They have those when they get captured, when they're going to free all the the, the rabbit slaves or whatever, they get put in tubes that get exposed to the vacuum of space and oh, they get tortured right. like that. Yeah. Right. And in that scene, uh, Jenny like has because she has like a gem, a crystal stuck in her head, and we establish that she has like psychic energy powers. Yeah, she can't just be she can't just be physically strong. She needs psychic powers to win. But yeah, in that moment, she she speaks telepathically or something like that with at some group that presumably gave her her powers, right. where she comes from or something like that. And she asks permission to use her full strength because she's not been so far. And there's like a conversation because, well, it never are people allowed to use their full strength. But in this one exception, we'll allow it. Yeah. And that scene was so weird because like she basically uses her mind gem thing to blow up 
something off in the distance that saves them all. Yeah. And everybody's like, what happened? We don't know. Nobody knows. And she's like, I don't know either. And it's like, why are you keeping your incredible powers that could get your friends out of so many jams away from your teammates? Like, why do you not trust yeah. Bucky O'Hare and the rest of the gang with this information that you have psychic abilities? It's fine. <laughs> People will cope. Yeah. It's so weird, too, because she's one of those characters, like a female character whose only trait is like, she fights good and, and don't underestimate her because she'll fight mm. you good. And it's like the ending of the entire show, like the finale episode of the series, which presumably they didn't want to be the finale. Presumably there was going to be another season they expected to do more with. Yeah. She like gets captured by the toads and the entire episode, Bucky and the gang are like, we need to go save her. And then they get to her and she saves herself because she wasn't actually in danger the whole time. And it's like, Mm. great. Cool. What am I supposed to understand about this character? She pretends to be helpless so that men will save her, but then she didn't need it. And she treats them like shit for trying to save her. That sucks. Yeah, it's a weird character. Uh, going back very briefly to when you were talking about how they clearly wanted a second season, I really like at, in every intro or whenever they give the title card for, uh, I don't know if title card's the right word, but whatever, whenever, whenever they've got the big Bucky O'Hare in space or whatever, Toad Wars down the bottom, every single time I saw that, it felt like the Toad Wars part of it was specifically tacked on and made so that they could swap it out with something else. And it fa- I found it very distracting for some reason. I don't know, couldn't explain why, but every single time I saw it, it felt like, you know, one of those trashy fantasy novels you get where it's like uh, 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 the, the, the wizard man, the caves of Mandor or right. something like that. It felt like it felt like a title like that that was obviously meant to be in, easily interchanged. So do you think that like at the last minute they were like, well, we don't want people to get this confused with the comic book <laughs> or with the video game. So let's just slap it on. You can see like a little scotch tape on the sides of it. Yeah, it yeah. In place. I kind of literally do mean that. Yes, <laughs> it fit. Like I was saying, it, it just feels so much like they have this massive canon that they wanted to tell us and it took them forever. And the Toad Wars part kind of features into that where maybe the first three seasons or something like that are the Toad Wars. And then they're like the brood harvest or something (laughs) like that. They change it to. You think that like if Bucky O'Hare was still on today, 35 years later or whatever, it would be this expansive lore and everybody would really. Absolutely. Oh God, please don't reboot this show for fuck's sake. (laughs) We don't need more Bucky O'Hare in the world. Honestly, I picked this cartoon because the intro slaps and, um, pretty disappointed (laughs) because before this we also we were going to watch action man which was a cartoon that you uh loved Mm. in your youth and i watched like 10 minutes of an episode and i was like oh no adam we can't do this please no (laughs) (laughs) this is so boring i hate this yeah that's very fair i i uh i i re-watching action man is a slog for except for the rare few (laughs) moments where it's just actually you know what no it's all a slog i just wanted to talk about it because it would be fun to talk about well we can talk about it right now in the middle of our bucky o'hare episode my notes about action man uh number one action man kind of looks like a buff joel zamet uh number two (laughs) uh action man is british and that's funny uh number three uh uh why are there live action sequences (laughs) 
I don't the know. live action sequences blow my fucking mind. Yeah, they were actually pretty good. Like it was very much like this is shot on like the they they took out the skip on the producer's lake or something like that, and they only yeah. had twenty minutes to do it and not enough film, and they just sort of made do. It was absolutely shot on like the Universal backlot or something like that. I feel like I've seen that stunt show at Universal Studios. Right. Oh boy, Action Man. What else do I have to say about Action Man, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's very funny that you describe him as looking like Zamet because I was watching, uh, every time I saw the live action part with the live action Action Man, I, I, I was like, wow, he's really handsome. <laughs> wow, that guy looks great. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Joel can never know. Did you watch all the PSAs? Did I send those to you? No. Oh, do you have just a super God. cut of the PSA? Yeah, I was oh, watching please. that on YouTube. It's so worth watching. It's oh. very much just like every every episode at the end of the episode, Action Man, the, the actor would come on and like smirk at the camera and be like, <laughs> "Don't do drugs, kids. It's it's not worth it." Or like like uh, fuck, I don't remember what one of them was like. Like if you have spray paint cans, the police will assume that you're out to do graffiti or something like that. So don't keep yeah. spray paint cans. It's not the actionable thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is great oh, and i loved his catchphrase let's uh oh what was it let's get let's get actioned act- i don't know he, something stupid like that damn i forgot what it was let's get extreme that's it. his catchphrase is let's get extreme team let's get extreme beautiful that God. just sucked though <laughs> It did. Oh, it's bad. He did have a friend in a wheelchair, which I appreciated. But aside from that, it's very much just like Bucky O'Hare without the animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. If you, took out, if you took out the fact that one of them is anthropomorphized, anthrop- whatever, animals, and the other one is humans, and maybe also got rid of uh, Jacques, the, the sidekick in the wheelchair. Oh, sure. I would not be able to tell the difference. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about this fucking cartoon. This was terrible. What a nothing show. Don't watch Bucky O'Hare. Go play the video games if you really want to. I haven't even played them, but they have to be better than this, right? They, well, they don't actually have to be better. (laughs) Could be just as bad. You don't think so? Let's see the video game. I'll look it up. I... I wanna, I wanna say, I'm gonna guess what I reckon the video game is. It's just like a real old school platformer, really. Uh okay. Yeah, it looks like kind of a Mega Man ripoff, actually. Really? It looks fun. <laughs> well, Mega Man's fun. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all I have to say about Bucky O'Hare. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of cartoons, <laughs> Adam. I think I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> that's that's the rough part about. Making a podcast about <laughs> one thing specifically that you need to do over and over and over again. It's a mistake that has taken Sans Pants. Well, we'll we'll learn it someday. <laughs> Sans Pants will learn that lesson someday. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed lately that like the quality of the cartoon that I watch is very dependent on how funny I will actually be in an episode. So the Littles, yeah. the episode I did with Cass a few weeks ago, A plus yeah. shit. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> I wish I could talk about that show every week. Um Bucky O'Hare is not a recommend for me. <laughs> That's very fair. Maybe it's worthwhile for, like, I'm sure down here in Australia, we got some crazy, weird uh, cartoon shit. Maybe we should start 
sending you some like Australian. Maybe it's a well that you have yet to tap properly. I feel like it would be much cheaper. Um, The one thing that I'm looking forward to that's even remotely Australian centric is. um, Yeah. Kangaroo Jack in G'day USA, the movie where he comes oh, to America and uh, becomes a, a boxer. I don't know. What? Yeah, he like becomes a boxer and he uh, fights like a Mike Tyson XB in the ring to an NWA song. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's it. I'm tired. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Adam, where can people find you online? They can find me at RetroArchetype on Twitter or Instagram. You can also find me at Sans Pants Radio on a great deal many of the shows, mostly the D&D ones. And you can find me on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. Me interrupt Toad TV for an update on Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars. The Toad Air Marshal has ordered his storm toads to crush the Freedom Fighters. Captain Bucky O'Hare. Battle stations. And boy genius Willie DeWitt. Ever see a toad fly? Yeah. Those filthy mammals. Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars. New Bucky O'Hare action figures sold separately. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.